one. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coast Coast Podcast. Today, we'll be doing a week five review. Unfortunately, we're without Jose. I'm repping the Kings jersey for him. Man's feeling a little under the weather, <laughs> but we'll keep it going for him. Carson, how you doing today? Doing well? I'm doing good, man. I'm just glad I'm not. I, I'm on the, the other side. I'm on the positive side of a, of a little cold. So uh, we're praying for our guy, Jose. Hopefully, it's better soon. Yeah, hopefully we'll be back for our next episode. We got a good one coming up talking about uh, the quarter point of the NFL season. But without further ado, we'll jump into uh, this first game. Uh, looking at Thursday night football, we had the Rams matching up against the Seahawks, one of our bets of the week. By the way, we went four and two this week. You know, not that five and one we've been giving you, but I think you guys will take four and two. 19, nine and one on the season, a 68% win percentage. Uh, we're doing well. We got a lot of bets dropping uh, at the time of recording. Uh, I will be posting our week six bets and we got teaser bets coming up as well. We have uh, eight bets we're providing with you this week, uh, hoping to give you, give you guys a lot of money. So if you want to hop on the yeah, way, teasers are the moves, man. Te teasers yeah. are the move. Yeah. Carson came through with the teasers for the week. So shout out for them. But uh, without further ado, yeah. let's jump into this game. Uh, huge implications for the Seahawks is just Russell Wilson. Uh, will miss about six to eight weeks this season. Geno Smith, uh, the former Jets bust, will step in at quarterback, uh, who didn't look that bad this game towards the end of it. But when it comes down to it, you're playing a Rams team that is one of the best uh, in the league. We saw Robert Woods finally get that breakout game. DK Metcalf was able uh, to have a good game despite going yeah, against you know, one of his arch nemesis and Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, we saw Daryl Henderson have a good game. Uh, is Sony Michelle was able to get a touchdown, but I think we all kind of agreed that Michelle's kind of out of this picture. Carson, what do you have to think about this game? Um, I just feel like the Rams, the Rams like left a lot on the table. I feel like they just could easily like demolish the Seahawks and really like you know step down the throat and put them away. But you know they let them kind of linger in a little bit. But yeah, I mean you said I mean Geno Smith didn't look. You know, it didn't look terrible. I mean, he looked okay. Um, I mean, you know, he has a ton of weapons at his disposal. At you know, his uh, you know, with his arsenal, I guess however you put that. So, uh, you know, he should be fine. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's not Russ. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, he he'll be fine, but I just you know, it's gonna be really, really, really hard for the Seahawks team to, you know, vie for a playoff spot just with their you know their guy, you know, their their engine, the heart of their team uh you know being injured for what like four to six weeks yeah um that that's enough that's plenty of time to you know get out of the playoff race i mean let, it's let's gonna look expose at their... pete carroll i think it's really gonna put it, pete carroll on a hot seat if he does not deliver uh, it's gonna look bad they might get rid of him you know uh i saw a graphic you know saw they were the best defense in the nfl in terms of passing yards in that legion of boom era uh they were 31st last season now they're 30th in passing yards allowed uh, not a good sign for them. I mean, we are uh, fading Geno Smith and these Seahawks on uh, Sunday night football coming up, uh, going against the Pittsburgh Steers, which is going to be a tough math matchup for him, uh, going against that pass rush of uh, TJ Watt and uh, all those other guys that just make that defense so impactful. Yeah, I mean, they got the Steelers. They're at, uh, at Pittsburgh. Then they got the Saints. Then they got, you know, an easy one against the Jaguars. But then they got Packers, Cardinals. I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be – tough you know five weeks for them and uh you know we'll, we'll see how Gino does but yeah you make a great point about Pete Carroll I mean Pete Carroll is someone I think is very he was very controversial I think there's a lot of pro Pete Carroll people there's a lot a lot of anti-Pete Carroll people um so yeah that's a great point we'll see uh we'll see how well he does with Gino Smith and, and you know what if the game plan's the same or whatnot but yeah it, it's gonna be tough man because I mean besides Jaguars they're that's four, you know, really good to like frisky teams. I mean, even the Steelers, who, you know, their offense is besides Najee's like atrocious, that, that defense is legit. So, yeah, it's, I mean, Sunday Night Football, Geno Smith, Big Ben, it, it's going to be comedy, but I mean, hopefully it's a good game. We can only hope. So, how about this next game? Um, you got the Cardinals and Niners coming up. What do you think? Man, I mean, Look, man, I mean, I'm just going to start with the fact that, you know, I think we, like, we played Arizona really tough. I mean, it, you know, it was really hard for Kyler to, you know, get anything going, really. Um, I mean, he had QBR of 32.7, um, and we played them really, really tough. It just, you know, sucks that, you know, we're caught in a quarterback transition where I think 
I think if this game happened, you know, maybe five weeks down the line with, you know, a lot more reps for Trey Lance, I think we could, we should have easily won this game. I mean, Trey Lance, uh, you know, instead of extending out at the goal line, you know, he just kind of kept the ball in. I think that, you know, definitely a a rookie mistake, but we, we played them really, really tough. Uh, you know, just Trey Lance showed his inexperience. He had his moments, but, um, you know, he's just not there yet. You know, it's just going to take another, you know, three, four, five starts for him to, you know, really, you know, really show why, he, you know, we think he's the guy of our future because he has his moments. He still looks raw, but I'm just proud of the fact that we, you know, we held like this is probably the best the Cardinals are the, how do I put this? Like the toughest opponent the Cardinals have played in terms of just like game plan, matchup. I mean, they really could not do I mean, this is the hottest team on offense and they couldn't really do much at all. I mean, D Hop really, you know, came in clutch for them at the end. Uh, with, you know, two, you know, incredible, you know, crunch time catches. But for the most part, yeah, they just – our defense was solid. It's just, you know, Trey Lance, you know, he's the key. Once he gets going, I think I think the Niners are going to be a really, really, really frisky second-half team as once they start figuring this out, this offense out. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, losing Kittle in this game – I mean, not losing him, but not having him for this game and for upcoming weeks – Looks really rough. I mean, especially as a guy that, you know, is a really good check down target. It seems like Kyle Juszczyk seems to be a guy that's getting involved in this passing game more than we uh, expected him this season. He's getting yeah. more involved than Brandon Ayuk at this point, which is kind of scary. Yeah. But um, Debo Samuel continuing to be uh, a good option on this team. And like we, we talked about in this podcast before, you don't know who the hell the Niners going to put at running back. Elijah Mitchell uh, was the main running back on this team while Trey Lance was the main <laughs> rusher on this team today. Um, and just interesting to see um, Connor and Edmonds didn't have really good days at all in much. Edmonds uh, had a fumble that didn't really help his production. Um, do yeah. see that explosiveness out of, you know, guys like Rondell, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, AJ Green. Yeah, that crazy was, catch. So you see that, oh, that Rondell Moore catch? I, I did see that Rondell Moore catch. My buddy was going crazy. But um, that was a wild no, catch. Also, just like to see Nick Bosa getting the sack again, you know, getting himself back to that defensive rookie of the year form. But um, nope. I think there's not too much to talk about. So we'll move on to. Uh, the 6.30 a.m. on the West Coast game. Uh, I was shockingly awake for this because I was taking a flight home to Miami. But uh, I was, the- too. I, I just didn't want to watch it, though, to be honest. I was in the Grand Canyon, and I'm like, you know what? I'd much rather look at this wonder of the world than watch the Falcons and Jets. But Exactly. Uh, but, no, we got the Falcons and Jets. I think a huge game to see from Kyle Pitts. Nine receptions, 119 yards in the touchdown. Getting really involved, running a variety of routes out there for them. Uh, we did not see Calvin Ridley travel with the team this week. Uh, again, a guy that, you know, we buying, are we buying low, Carson? What do we think about Calvin Ridley? Just want to kind of bring that up real quick. Do you, would you be willing to trade, you know, a, a high upside guy on your team or a guy that's been rolling for a guy like Calvin Ridley? Um, what, do you believe the Calvin Ridley breakout? Yeah, I mean, I mean, dude, he's someone that like, I mean, we all agreed like, you know, there's there's a lot of candidates for like potential like wide receiver one in fantasy, and he was he was definitely one of them, man, because he's been spectacular the last you know couple of seasons. Um, definitely, I mean, especially if you have, you know, if you have like a, a bunch of receivers that are you know like really like low floor guys that you know are consistently put up like you know ten to fifteen points, but nothing more than that. I think why not? Like, you know, go for it just because, you know, the upside is there. Um, and I mean, you know, they're going to, once he's healthy, it's not like they're just going to forget about him. They're going to want to get him back involved in this offense. So yeah, definitely. I think, I think Diggs is another one. I mean, Diggs kind of had a, you know, not a great game. Uh, you know, we'll get to him in the, in the chiefs game, but two guys that, you know, we know are potential wide receiver ones that yeah, definitely. I mean, especially, like I said, especially if you have low four receivers, yeah, uh, we see Cordell Patterson again playing well, seven receptions for 60 and 54 on the ground. Mike Davis, he, I mean, Jose would express his, his uh, how pissed off he is if he was uh, on here right now about how Mike Davis, you just don't know what you can get from that out of fantasy. Uh, two receptions for I think he got, and, his, uh, he got his 10 points, though. He did get his 10 points. He's kind of he like, got his 10 points. It feels like this man's just checking off a box. It feels like that 13 for 53 and a touchdown, just like exactly what you get from every week, which is solid flex play. But I mean, no one's gonna and have there's that value in touchdown. that, man. There's there's value knowing that you know when you when you start someone, you're like guaranteed points. I think there's there's something to be said for that for sure. Yeah, it's not exciting, but 
then uh, I got to ask, what do you think about Michael Carter? I know a guy that uh, I especially was high on in drafts. Uh, do you think, you know, despite not having great average in terms of rushing and, you know, touchdowns kind of saving his production, what do you think about the future of Michael Carter here in uh, New York? Yeah, I mean, I, he's going to show a little bit more. He has, you know, back-to-back games with touchdowns. Um, you know, I don't know. He hasn't played well enough to, like, warrant, you know, like, you know, him being, like, the bell cow in, in New York. And I think that's something that, you know, Salah, you know, coming over from the Niners – well, him and LaFleur both coming over um, – you know, two people that, you know, definitely do not really incorporate bell cow work. They definitely want a, a running back by committee. But uh, I don't know. I think, he you know, he's going to be saw. I think, you know, maybe next year he'll be, you know, like a, a, a flex option or like, a, you know, a low, like a low end RB2 or RB3 or something like that. I, I can see that for sure. But I, I, nothing to me is screamed yet. Like, yo, like this guy's like going to be like, you know, a really great, like, top 10, top 20, you know, running back in, in the next year or so. Yeah, I kind of get, like, a Zach Moss kind of vibe from him. That's, like, really what I, I'm feeling. Like, a guy that sure. could could really yeah. break out next season. I mean, Zach Moss hasn't broken out, but, like, you know, he's that solid, like, can get you 12 points a game kind of running back is what we see from him. But, um, yeah, because I just don't think this team is, like, you know, good enough to, like, warn him getting like i mean their old line like has the potential to be good but they're just not you know in terms of just like their talent and like they're all it seems like they're always you know coming from behind they're always in a, a negative game script for for running back so i think that works against uh against them as well yeah i, I think zach i think that's a really good comparison actually just you know like probably like 50 yards and a touchdown you're just really open for that yeah i think um it's be interesting to see not great to see that Zach Wilson didn't have a spectacular game, but it's in London. I can't expect much out of a guy when you're flying all the way across the uh, the world to play in a game uh, in a, a stadium that you're not familiar with, uh, just in an environment that's interesting. But I think we got to talk about the Bengals and poor Evan McPherson missing two potential game-winning <laughs> kicks. And the Packers hold on as Mason Crosby uh, hits a game-winning field goal in overtime. Uh, Carson, I'll hand it off to you. What are some takeaways you have from this game? Yeah, I mean, you know, the stars, um, you know, really showed out. I mean, Adams went freaking nuclear, man. I mean, it seems like, you know, anytime the Packers go up against, like, you know, like a meddling, like, AFC team with a bat, like like the Bengals or, like, the Jags or, like, the Texans or something, he always seems to just go absolutely nuclear, and he did. I mean, 11 catches, 206 yards, a touchdown. Um, and then, you know, for the Bengals, I mean, it was really Adams and Chase just, you know, showing, you know, they're all world talents for receivers. Chase just, you know, such a, such a great, I mean, just a great story. The fact that like this guy like was on it, like becoming a meme, like in the preseason for like dropping a ton of passes and whatnot. And now here he is, you know, he's in, like a touchdown a game with, and he's just been absolutely balling. You love to see it. Um, but I mean, positive for Green Bay. Adams doing his thing, but a negative is like Aaron Jones, man. It's it's looking it's looking tough for Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon is slowly and steadily creeping in there, getting more and more action. Um, and I don't know. I, I would definitely um I've seen a lot of TikToks. I agree with them. I definitely want to sell sell high on Aaron Jones because I think um, you know, especially the fact that what he he he's gonna be a free agent again after this year, right? Or did he sign a long-term deal? Uh he signed a long-term deal. Ah, uh, well, still, I mean, it's, that's why I was pissed about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's like it just looks like they're not really, you know, giving him the same amount of touches that you know they usually do. Uh, definitely so high on him. But I mean, what a god, what a weird game. This, this game like just makes you question the kicker's place in this game. It sucks because McPherson was having a good season otherwise. But um, yeah. uh, something crazy to point out. You know, Jamar Chase is third in the NFL in yards per reception at 19.8. It's kind of crazy. You know, he's had a lot of long touchdowns that you can just recall. His touchdown catches have been long. Um, But a T Higgins returns this game kind of bumps down the value of Tyler Boyd, but uh, we'll see. Interesting to see that, you know, we knew Joe Mixon was coming in with, you know, questionable. He did end up playing this game. But uh, Samaji Pirine out carried him. I don't think that's something that we're going to see often. Joe Mixon's been that bell cow back there. Nothing to worry yeah, about. Yeah, I think no. it's just because they're easing him back in from his injury. That, that's what I take. take yeah, 
But I do like the A.J. Dillon thing. I think if you get him for a good value, he's a guy that you could consider. At the, I think next week, Aaron Jones, that's going to be his last week where he's going to go nuclear. And then I think it's going to start moving towards a shared backfield against the Bears in a divisional matchup. I can see Jones sure. just torching that defense. Um, yeah. And then maybe try and sneak in, you know, sell Aaron Jones high. Or uh, if you're not in that situation, try and buy A.J. Dillon low if he doesn't have a great game. Because um, I could see him being valuable come uh, later in the fantasy season when you got guys on bye weeks and stuff like that. Yeah, no question. Um, but Green Bay, uh, I just don't I, – I don't really – I don't know. I don't really take them that seriously as a contender. I just think, like, you know, I mean, with this game, they barely scrape by against Indy. They just don't – they just don't seem that serious to me. I don't know. Like, I mean, they're, they're going to be good. They could maybe even get like a one or two seed just because, you know, the teams that they play. But I don't know. I, I just don't really see them as, you know, coming out of the NFC all serious. It's, like, it's hard for me to ever take them seriously. Yeah, I always, same. I mean, they're always, they're always just like, they're always right there in the mix. But I still, I think, you know, the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Rams, at least those three teams, I, I take much more seriously. Uh, than Green Bay, and I just I don't know. I think the last dance for Rodgers, I don't really think will result in a uh, in a Super Bowl. I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, like you know, talking way down the line, but I don't know. I just I I, I really have not been at all that impressed by Green Bay so far this year. But what about poor Dan Campbell? I know, great transition. I know. I mean, you know, this Lions team, you know, they're zero five, but they're not bad. Like they like they're, a they're tough frisky. Out. They're a tough out. They are, you know, to me, I think this is a great sign for them because, like, they just don't have the talent. And, you know, I think it actually is good that they're losing these games because it's just going to help their draft position and their draft stock. Um, and I think, you know, give this team, like, two years and, you know, accumulate, uh, you know, some players in the draft, uh, you know, better pieces. And I think they, they could be solid because they're, they're so frisky, man. Yeah, you – you said it. They're just a tough out. I mean, you know, they have two really good running backs. You know, Goff has been competent, I guess. You know, he's not he's not the worst quarterback in the league. Um, and, you know, their own line's good. It, it, it's just tough, man. You, and you feel so bad for Campbell because he just, like, he cares so much, you know, and I think it, it just sucks. But And then to lose, you know, for, like, 100-plus yards of field goals in the last couple games, like, you know, just, just ridiculous. It, it's tough. Yeah two game-winning field goals. They they lose the uh, a bad beat to uh, Justin Tucker hitting potentially uh, one of the biggest field goals in NFL history. I mean, the longest that we've seen. Yeah. And then um, who's the kicker? Uh, Greg Joseph uh, hitting in oh. that one to, to send it. Obviously, like you talked about, that press conference. But Madison, uh, I believe, do we know if Dalvin Cook's returning next week? I feel like he's, he's getting closer and closer on his return. Um so just keep um, Madison there. But regardless, I think Madison so there. because I think he was like a last minute scratch from this game. So yeah, yeah, he should be good. But either way, like you know, if you have one or the other, it's fine because they're both like guaranteed like twenty points. And keep waiting on Hawkinson. I don't know why he's had this bad stretch of less than ten points per game recently. Um, KJ Osborne, do we know what's going to happen there? Hopefully he he picks it up. Um, you know, is D.D. Westbrook going to be that guy that replaces him? Kind of interesting. Uh, should look to have Thielen have a bounce-back game in a game I expect to have a lot of fireworks. Thielen was scaring me, bro. I look, I look down, it's like the game's almost over. He has, like, no points. I'm like, dude, wh- like, what is going on? Yeah, uh, a game against the Panthers, which I feel like is going to be a high-scoring effort between both sides. Um, should be an interesting one to see. Um, this takes us into uh, – our next game, talking about, you know, going back to the Seahawks, we talked about their matchup. It's the Steelers, who just came up against a huge win against the Denver Broncos. Uh, the fraudulent Broncos, maybe, you know, went from 3-0 yeah. to 3-2. and Same thing with the Raiders, which we'll get into in a little bit. And uh, yeah. who, there was, I think, I can't remember the other team that was 3-0 that kind of pooped the bed as well. But um, it's... 3-0, uh, though. <laughs> I mean... Well, the pan—I mean, the Panthers. The Panthers. Went, they lost. Yeah, but they—I take them much more seriously than yeah the other two. Teams, but that's that's sure. who they like meme about. But uh, otherwise, uh, in fantasy wise, I was happy to see my boy uh, Cortland Sutton do well this game. Tim Patrick doing well despite not getting a touchdown catch. Where is our Williams breakout game? We need I him know. to finally have a breakout game. But it seems like Najee Harris is the clear cut back. Uh, he was the first round. 
He, no, I'm saying Najee Harris is the clear cut back of the rookie class is what I'm saying in a point oh, of... Oh, the rookie class. Oh, sorry, sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Is what I'm saying in the fact that if you spend a first round pick on him, which we were kind of confused in our draft when one of our players took him the first round, he was rightfully so. It seems like Najee has solidified himself into this offense. Um, with Juju Smith-Schuster now to miss the rest of the season, it seems like it's only going to be more responsibility on Najee Harris. And for those Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool owners, it's going to be a great sign for them to get a lot more volume. Carson, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just this just proves, I mean, proves all that I think we've all really been feeling about Denver, that they're just, you know, pretty fraudulent. I mean, they're still, they're still good. They're so frisky uh, you know the defense is legit but it's just a team that you know when they start off three you know it's like ah, you know i don't you don't really see them keeping the pace but and yeah Najee just keeps rolling man he is yeah he's been worth you know however much money you spend in you know salary cap or whatever yeah indy yeah the guy in our league that took him i think he took him like seventh or eighth overall yeah he took him and, over I mean, eckler so fo- and zeke and we're like what yeah but i mean I guess that was his guy because it's panned out, man, because he is he's a monster and, and, you know, he's clearly like the guy and it's ridiculous. But, yeah, Claypool, Deontay Johnson both get upgraded, you know, very heavily because, you know, Juju is just an extra, you know, an extra person that won't be getting their targets. Um, but, uh, you know, in terms of Denver, yeah, you know, Williams, we're waiting, we're waiting on that big guy. We're waiting, you know, it's I think it's really just going to, Take like a Melvin Gordon, you know, like injury or something. I mean, I don't like. I'm not trying to wish anything on him. Just like I think that's what's gonna happen for him to really, like, you know, become like the, you know, the the back that we all think he's gonna be. But yeah, Tim Pat, dude, Tim Patrick's been a solid, you know, ten to fifteen points a game. I think he's been double digits in like every game. But Sion, you know, now he's healthy. You know, he he's been balling the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, someone that uh, you know, seems like never never gets talked about anymore. But he's balling. Um, but yeah, a surprise and a, a much needed victory for, for the Steelers. Cause it, it, it was looking bad, man. And, and, uh, you know, big Ben played okay, I guess, but you know, we'll, 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 the true litmus test will be seeing how they, how well they play against, uh, Seattle. Like, you know, if they can actually beat up on another, you know, I, I would consider Seattle not bad, but not without uh, Wilson. They're bad in my opinion. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yes. Uh, I think no one's going to go crazy about that, but, a team beaten up on another team uh, was which one of our other picks bets um, was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a dominating performance over the Miami Dolphins, 45 to 17. Uh, Tom Brady just, he's going to be in that video that we're doing next talking about MVP candidates. I think he's got a pretty good chance at it. I mean, yeah, this man is playing some of his best football of his career. I mean, it's cliches that's been, you know, in the media recently, like, you know, he's got the best weapons he's had. He's got, you know, one of the greatest receivers of all time, Antonio Brown. He's got one of the uh, – on pace to be one of the, like, leading receivers of all time in Mike Evans for the way that he's been putting up these 1,000-yard seasons. Um, yeah. But I think something interesting, Carson, let's talk about Miles Gaskin. Finally putting Dude. up a fantasy-worthy day. Uh, I believe 30-plus yeah. points in the day. Do you think Gaskin can continue this, or do you think this is a fluke game? Uh, I, I think I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's super fluky. I, I just because it's just like so random. I mean, and especially against the it's so it's so weird. It's against the Bucks because the Bucks are you know a pretty good defense. But I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll take a look at their their schedule. I mean, they got ja- well, okay. They have the Jaguars and the Falcons coming up. So in the next four weeks, they have the Jaguars, Falcons, and Texans. So I think. I think it is fluky, but I I wouldn't necessarily write him off just because this is a massive game, and it, you I should definitely monitor, you know, what it, what it's gonna look like in the next couple of weeks. Because I think if he shits the bat against the Jags and the Falcons, then it's like okay, it's a fluke. But I could easily see him, you know, doing this against those two shitty teams as well. But I don't know, man. It's just it's it's weird. I mean, he out targeted everyone, um, you know, on the receiving end. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's more of a fluke for sure, but I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't set in stone it's a fluke just yet because he has some pretty good matchups coming up. Five rushes is not promising, despite him having five yards to carry. That was not a good sign to see. But um, I think it could be fluky just for the fact. I mean, he did get the two touchdowns. I mean, ten catches, seventy-four yards. Like even without the touchdowns, it's like 
you know, still really, really good. But yeah, he's he's not getting anything uh, on the ground. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. Definitely something to monitor. But can we talk about the Bucks real quick and how like there was like a few teams that like if you like stack them and like if you stack them in your league or if you stack them like in daily fantasy, you would absolutely you know murder because I mean. The Bucs, I mean, if you have Brady, Brady, Brown, Evans, all went nuclear. Even Godwin did really well. The Chargers, we'll get to the Chargers. Like, besides Keenan Allen, their whole team went off. And then the Ravens, the Monday Night Miracle, you know, a bunch of their guys went crazy. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, Brown with, you know, seven, 124, two touchdowns. Evans, six, 113, two touchdowns. And then, of course, Brady, 400 yards, five. I think – it's not sad. Is this the first time Brady's ever had 400 yards and five touchdowns? Yes, in his entire career. That is ridiculous. But, um, no, yeah, just such that a crazy a thing. Hold on, Liam. I can't hear you real quick. I'm, I'm having technical difficulties. <laughs> it's all Give good. I'll one. keep talking then. Uh, just Give crazy. To... Cra- Hold up. I'll just mute Shoot. Carson. Uh, there we go. Uh, no, I just want to talk about it's absolutely ridiculous to see this production coming from Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. We even saw Giovanni Bernard get into the end zone this game, which is crazy to see. Um, I think going forward, looking at this matchup of the game against the Eagles on Thursday night football, um, I'm thinking that we could see Mike Evans might get locked up by Darius Slay. It seems like there's always those matchups where Mike Evans seems to get the one that gets guarded the most. I could see Chris Godwin and AB having great games out there. But I wouldn't be afraid to start any of them at this point. Uh, you never know who's going to go crazy. Leonard Fournette is slowly but surely working his way into my mind as a guy that you can start in the flex. I think you can start finally starting him uh, confidently at this point. The way he's been working in this run game, uh, even in the passing work game, four for 43, 67 yards on the ground and a touchdown. That's really solid. You know, RB2, if you're running, you know, uh, a really scarce lineup out there. Uh, I like to see this from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I, as much as, you know, I put them as three on my list just because, you know, that Rams loss uh, was not the greatest from them. Um, they're just going to be such a tough out when it comes to the NFC playoffs. It's, it's going to be hard the way we've seen, you know, the Chiefs playing. Um, it might be a Bills-Buccaneers uh, uh, Super Bowl, and that'd be fun to see. So we'll have to – what are your – any other thoughts on this game? Yeah, sorry, but the my AirPods just like I don't know if they died or they just disconnected on me randomly. So, uh, but uh, no, man. I mean, the Dolphins. It sucks to say they, but they suck. It, it, it's tough. I mean, I, I had really high expectations for them this year, and they just have done nothing but undermine them. So, yeah, it makes sense that the Bucks blew them out. So, that's all I got. What do you got about this Saints-Washington game? Uh, not a good sign for Washington following the two and three on the season, but the Saints seem to be one of the toughest outs in the league. Yeah, the Saints, I mean, you know, we talk about them as like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, um, you know, but it does make sense that they're able to, you know, beat up on, I think it's, I think it's fair to say a bad team in the football team, you know, they're bad. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a tough out. They're just... I think, you know, they're a tough out and also a scary team to play because, yeah, you don't know – you don't know what you're going to get because, you know, you could get lucky and you could get the bad side of Jameis and the bad Saints. Or, you know, when they're on, like, they're on. And, like, when they look good, they look like one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, you know, Jameis, 279, four touchdowns, uh, Kamara. Um, the really shocking thing to me from this game was the fact that Gibson did so well because, you know, the Saints – you know, I didn't even start Gibson in a league because the, you know, the saints, you know, they don't let you get anything. They don't let you get any points from whatever running back they're going up against. But Gibson, you know, was the, was the one wild card. Cause he had a good 20 carries, 60 yards. I mean, not really that good. You know, you're only averaging three yards a carry, but with the two fantasy wise, yeah. Two touchdowns play really played really well. But yeah, I think it's fair to say that this football team is bad. And that the saints, you know, we got, we got the good saints this week, you know, yeah, we got Mike. Uh, Mike Thomas is coming back shortly uh, off the injury. Cowboys been playing better. He's been playing like the guy we all thought he was gonna be. I dropped him still, but you know the craziest thing I just realized I looking at this. Um, Kenny Stills. I didn't know he was back on the Saints. That's crazy to see. Honestly, the guy that was a 
around there when who was the the receiver for them that was like I would loved the he's like six foot three. Colson? Yeah, Marquez Colston. He was around there in the Marquez Colston days, I believe. Am I right? I'm right on that route, Jimmy Graham. I want to fact check you because Colson's old. Like Colson was like, let's see, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But hey, no Taysom Hill vulturing touchdowns from Kamara today. I mean, in this game, Kamara was able to get two touchdowns and some passing work. Finally, glad to see that because it was getting concerning out there. Uh, New Orleans seen the way Kamara was getting used, unlike how he was usually used. Uh, any word on the Marquez Colston? Uh, he was on the Saints 2013-2014. Um, I feel like that. Let's see. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Colston uh, was on the team at that time. So, yeah, you are right. Yeah, that's when Kenny Stills was like the top of his. I think that was his, his best years. Was his yeah, he did, have some, he did have a couple of really good seasons. Yeah, but um, I mean, he's never getting over 1,000, but he's been a solid receiver. But um, I don't think there's really too much else to talk about. Terry McLaurin did not do well, but Marshawn Lattimore has shown that he's one of the best corners in the league when it comes to man-to-man uh, going up against the receiver uh, at the top of the game. But not not the Washington defense we expected this year. It's just sad to see because don't I don't want to hear a single person say that they were going to claim this defense was going to be bad this year because I think the entire league missed on this. Seeing this team. Oh yeah, uh, we we all drank the Kool Aid on that for sure. I think we were all really excited. For me, same with the Dolphins. I was really excited about the Dolphins defense and getting, you know, Howard back. But it just both teams have definitely disappointed. Speaking of disappointing, was one of our bets that did not hit this week. Uh, the Eagles' shocking comeback against the Panthers. Uh, I did not particularly see the end of this game, but I know that uh, they scored. They outscored them fifteen to three in the last uh, half. Uh, Hertz was able to run in for two touchdowns, and uh, the Panthers fall three and two as the Eagles have some momentum heading into their uh, primetime game. Uh, what are your takeaways? Uh, my first takeaway is that if you know if the Panthers end up missing out on a wild card spot by game, they're just gonna you know beat themselves up over the fact they lost this game. I mean, dude, Hertz had like one fantasy point like in the first half. I mean, he is this was their game and they really just gave it up. Um, another takeaway was that Darnold played really, really bad. He's starting to look like, you know, seeing ghosts, Sam Darnold. I mean, 177 yards of touchdown and three picks. Um, not the best. I mean, to be fair, this Eagles secondary is pretty solid. I mean, you know, Slay is uh, a lot of the other guys shut down you know, more, you know, the talented receivers that the Panthers have. But just it's a game that the Panthers, you know, it's a team that is a frisky wild card team and you, you can't lose these games if you want to actually, you know, end up making the playoffs. But shout out Hurts, man. Hurts turned into freaking, you know, he turned into like Mike Vick at the end of the game. He, you know, he took the game over. We love to see that. I think we're all rooting for Hurts to be really, really good. Um, so good win for the Eagles, man. But yeah, it, to me, it's just more of a Carolina loss than an Eagles win. Yeah, I think Carolina needs CMC, bro. I think that's the reason that they got in this position to begin with. I know without him, they're they're not the same team. And Devontae Smith, he's a start option in flex leagues. I mean, when you have your flex, I think you could throw Devontae Smith in your flex at this point. He seems like he's getting plenty of targets out there. He's got that Bama connection. Shocking yep. upset, by the way, this weekend. Uh, Bama goes down to Texas A&M. We'll talk yeah, about that. Real, we'll talk about that real quick. Just crazy to see. I I think A and M was up huge. Bama made a comeback. They were up a touchdown. Uh, the A and M responds. They get the ball back. They sink in the game-winning field goal. Um, Bama out of the college football playoff race, according to the AP poll rankings. But uh, college football playoff did come out and say that they still believe they're the number one team, uh, despite Georgia's dominance this season. Uh, were you really take, taken away by that loss, like everyone else? I mean, yeah, yes and no, because I don't know. I feel like Alabama, they, uh, you know, it seems like every other year they end up with like at least one or, you know, one loss. And, you know, Texas A&M, it's a hard place to play. That place was rocking, um, you know, but I, I still think they're going to be, they'll end up in the, there's no way they're not going to end up in the playoff unless they have another, another shocking loss like this. But just because, you know, Cle- you know, Clemson's not going to be in there, you know, there's a lot of teams and, you know, really, 
I don't think I don't know if Oklahoma will end up being. Yeah, well, it depends if they start Spencer Rattler. If they start Spencer Rattler, they're not making the fucking top twenty-five. Yeah, dude, that's a that's a shit show over there, man. I think he transfers. I, I would love. To, I think I was talking about this with my cousin this weekend. I feel like he's got to go somewhere that's really flashy and kind of fits his like his persona. But that's the thing, like Oklahoma, like. Is that, that for him? Like yeah. that's like the perfect offense for like his style. He's just he's just underperformed, man. And I mean, you know, it's it's not like I'm rooting against him, but yeah. it, you know, everything I've seen from him, he just seems like you know a massive shithead. So like, we'll imagine, see, but I, I think it's a hundred percent guarantee transfers for sure. Yeah, imagine he goes to like Penn State or like there's another one I was thinking about. He oh. goes to Texas. What if he goes to Texas? Like I feel like Notre Dame maybe if he wants to go like us uh, or USC yeah. USC if he wants to play Slovis if Slovis ends up going out for the draft I feel like USC kind of fits his you know his ego oh yeah yeah I, I could definitely see him there yeah it's gonna be interesting uh like where he ends up because I mean he's still he's still super talented he just you know we'll we'll see it's a loss of it's a Ben Simmons situation. That's, that's yeah, kind of it, it's over. You know, just the fact that your fans are booing you, you get you get taken out. It, it's hard to it's hard to come back from that. And he seems like the person that you know isn't really equipped to handle that. Uh, you know, the best. I, 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 yeah, like like you said, yeah, Ben Simmons. Well, oh, that's a that's a. Well, we won't even get into that right now. That, that's a whole other video. We got to talk about the, we, we got a lot of sports stuff to talk about other than fantasy football. Uh, we'll have to get into that soon. Uh, yeah, but we'll get back to it. Speaking of fantasy football, getting back to it, the man who dominates the Jacksonville Jaguars averages 100 yards a game, more than a touchdown per matchup, is King Derek uh, Carson's RB1 in fantasy. He can't be even more happy. Uh, Derek My Henry's- initial reluctant RB1. I mean, there's definitely there's clips out there where we all, you know, you guys I were talking him. down on Henry. Uh, you guys had me doubting. I wasn't excited to take him, but he he's just the king, man. I mean, he's proving me wrong. Yeah, I mean, he has been dealing with wide receivers being out in a situation that makes it easy for him. But James mm-hmm. Robinson and Derrick Henry going at it against each other in a battle of running backs. But despite one having less yards, one is clearly more superior, and it's the king. Um, beating up on a Jacksonville team that I think – I could put my money on it every single time that Derrick Henry would go over on his yards and score a touchdown. But at this point, his over on his yardage might start being 150 going against this team. But what yeah. do you guys say? Um, I think the Jags have lost like their last like their last like 20 something games. Um, you know, I think they're whatever team they're playing, you gotta put the whole house on the fact that they're gonna lose. Um yeah, I mean Henry Henry owns stake in the Jaguars franchise. Um, really, besides him and Robinson, there really was not much else in terms of like fantasy relevance. Um, I mean, you know, Jacksonville's leading receiver was Dan Arnold, who we just got like last week or two weeks ago. Uh, you know, Chenault really didn't do much. Marvin Jones did nothing. Um, you know, it was really just, it was just Robinson. I mean, and Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence played fine, but I I, I want to see him do a lot better against a, a very, uh, you know, a very uh, susceptible, you know, a, a, a team that is very susceptible to giving up a lot of points in the, in the Titans who have a pretty bad defense. But um, yeah, it was, and same with Tennessee, they, none of their, you know, none of their receivers that are actually healthy did anything. It was, you know, it was Tannehill had an easy day. He just had to turn turn around, hand it off, and that's all he had to do. So he got the dub. Hey, who knows if we even see um, oh, Urban Meyer coach for this team next season. The way things have been going, um, sad enough to see that uh, he is not the only uh, head coach under some scrutiny. But we'll get into that before this, after this next game. Uh, the yeah. Patriots and Texans. Um, I think the Texans were up like 22 to three or something at one or they were a big, I remember seeing that. Like they, were, yeah, they were a big. And then uh, blowing the lead, like no surprise. Uh, I'm surprised the Patriots were down that bad against this team. But the thing is the Texans, uh, they got some scrappy dudes on that team uh, as much as we don't want to admit it. Um, you know, I don't think, I think the lines are better than them despite the record difference, but um Davis Mills putting up a good performance from the rookie. Uh, what the analysts saw in this guy, Davis Mills, 
uh, a guy who could be a project, but he's finally showing a flash. Um, this backfield just more confusing than ever. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw something that the, the guy, the leading receiver, Chris Moore, uh, for the Texans was like a special teamers for the Ravens who never took a snap at like wide receiver or something. He goes wow. out. Brandon Cooks doesn't even play well. Um, but I'll, I'll leave you talk about the Patriots side. I know you got a guy in Damian Harris who is your RB1. Uh, did get a uh, – no, RB2 right now. Uh, right get now a he's my RB2, yeah. Did get a fumble. But um, what are you expecting uh, out of these guys? You know, Jacoby Myers did not get his touchdown catch yet. But what do you think for the Patriots? Man, I mean, it seems bad, man. I'm going to be honest. I mean, you know, it, it's, it feels like we're in an alternate universe where, you know, the Patriots, you know, can't block. Their running backs are super sloppy. I mean, it seems like Har- it, Harris, one of them, you know, most likely Harris, it seems like they get at least a fumble or two a game, um, you know, and they're down big to the Texans. And, and on top of it, you know, Bill Belichick, who, you know, eats – uh, you know, uh, rookie quarterbacks like it's dinner. You know, Davis Mills comes out there and he plays really well. I mean, 21 and 29, 300 yards and three touchdowns. He looked really good against this Patriots team where usually Belichick is, you know, is the rookie quarterback's worst nightmare. And I think it's just, you know, this Patriots team, I I, I had high hopes for them coming in. I thought they could maybe fought for a wild card, but it, it just, they just do not look that good. I mean, thank God they got the win. I, I got some money off that. But it was a, it's a scary, you know, scary way to make some money, but um, it, they're just, they're just not that good, man. I don't know. I, I just, it's crazy to say they're just not, not that good. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. They got to bring in, I don't know what they got to bring in. I feel like they got a decent roster. That's the thing. I mean, that's what they, I'm saying. Like on paper, like they got all their players back that opted out last year. They're, you know, they have, weapons now on offense it's just you know i don't know they're just they got a premier pass atrocious it's because they're injured that's why yeah but i think they had they're missing four of the five starters on the offensive line this game that's the big problem for them uh they only allowed one sack i mean they need it's not characteristic of the patriots but bill politics has got to be at the times they need like a jamar chase they need like a a young stud or just any good receiver that they can go to when it's maybe a reliable guy. I mean, that Nikhil Harry pick is looking worse and worse as the time goes on. Indeed, indeed. But wait, um, can we can we just do an experience? Can we just do a let's go to the draft? They would have had DK Metcalf, yes. Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of names they could have had. I mean, oh my gosh! I mean, like missed out on so many raw guys. I mean, yeah. I gotta go to this draft real quick. This is insane. 2018 or 20? Um, 2019. 2019. So let's see. Where's Harry? Yeah, could have had Debo, um, who's one of the top rushers in the league right now. Could have Debo, AJ Brown. Yeah, even Hardman would have been better, probably. Yes. Uh, Paris Campbell would have been better. McCaff, Deontay Johnson. Uh, Deontay Johnson, McLaurin, obviously, but like, fuck it, yeah, McLaurin. The board. Uh, yeah, it's tough. That's tough, man. That's tough. Uh, but I mean, it just happens to teams like this. They're just not good at drafting wide receivers in the first uh, in the top rounds. It's just how it goes. But um, a rookie quarterback getting his, I believe, actually no, this wasn't his first win as a starter. But uh, actually, it was right. No. I think wait, wait, I, I think so. Oh no, the Lions was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good outing there from Justin Fields as he's able to knock off the the Las Vegas Raiders, who, as I alluded to earlier, uh, will now be without their head coach John Gruden, uh, who you know, due to some complications with some questionable stuff that he sent out in 2011, uh, will now be has decided to resign from uh, being the coach there. Um, a lot of implications in that, but. Uh, it could be interesting to see who they're going to bring in there uh, as a new head coach. You know, is it really a desirable job out there? I think maybe so because, you know, you got a really premier location in Las Vegas. But um, uh, we'll see how this team bands together the rest of the season. Uh, Derek Carr did not look good. It seems like he's kind of hit a, hit a, a rough spot uh, in the season right now. But um, Justin Fields, love to see it from him. Uh, a good running game. Uh, 
collectively from this team, despite missing David Montgomery uh, for these next couple of weeks. But where, Allen Robinson, are you? Where are you? I know. I know. I think he, I mean, uh, it's just you're holding on for hope because, you know, he's been so good and so consistent the last few years. But it's just, it's tough, man. I mean, this is the fifth week in a row now where it's just, you know, it's, I think like, under double digits or like if he does hit double digits barely it's looking tough man and i mean fields fields did just enough to you know get this win i still you know didn't see a lot from him but yeah robinson is is looking like a massive a massive bus him and iu i think are two of the biggest wide receiver bus yeah and um didn't see a great game from waller um no i think las vegas bounced back at least in terms of fantasy aspect but um like I said, I mean, honestly, our take saying they're a winless was stupid. I don't think th- – I think they're still going to probably finish at the bottom of this division. I think they find yeah, a Yeah, well, to- yeah, fantasy-wise, I think I, – I agree with you because they got the Broncos, Eagles, Giants, Chiefs, Bengals coming up. So, all very, uh, you know – Exploitable matchups. Exploitable matchups. Yeah. Exploitable matchups um, exactly. I, I'm interested – you mentioned the Raiders can bounce back. I, I'm really interested to see how they, how they come together after this because they could really, you know – get closer as a team and just, you know, all right, we're going to do this for us or they could just really fall apart. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, how they handle this. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see where they go from here, but not too much to say else about that game. Uh, a banger of a game. 89 combined points. Um, a fantasy person's favorite game, uh, especially mine when I got that number one running back on my team uh, for this yep. week, but Nick Chubb, 161 and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt, 61 and two touchdowns. Um, getting in some passing work as well. David Najoku, Miami boy, uh, seven receptions for 149 and a touchdown. He just randomly pops up on this team this season. Uh, yeah. Mike Williams finally coming out again, showing that uh, he's not going to start a streak of just falling off a cliff. Um, Justin Herbert. He just seems like he is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Jay Herbo. He's just something about him. But he's that guy, bro. He is he's the truth. He's awesome. What else you gotta say about this game though? Just like just a fantasy like wet dream. I mean, like, yeah, literally like every player that you know would is you know starting in lineups, like all did their thing. I mean, like. Chubb, Hunt, Eckler, you know, Mike Williams, even Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, you know, <laughs> didn't get the touchdown, but still had, you know, at least a decent day. Um, it's funny though, with Cleveland's receivers, I feel like at least one of their receivers usually pops off every week. You just, you can never tell who, but I mean, yeah, what a game, man. I mean, I, it was like 27, 21 with like 12 minutes in the fourth. And I mean, the Chargers scored 26 points in the fourth quarter alone, just went absolutely nuclear and what a game man i mean you know i think a negative from this game is just the chargers defense i mean you know they chubb and hunt could go anywhere they wanted to on the field it seemed like they were going like 10 yards a pop each carry um but you know they both went off and you know eckler was doing his thing <laughs> they literally gave your guy eckler fan the browns gave him i saw that points. i saw that i was like i love y'all but it didn't work they out. Gave, the end, yeah, they gave him fantasy points. Hey, shout out my boy Derwin James. I mean, fuck him for coming out of FSU, but he is a dog. 17 yep. tackles this game, a sack. Uh, I think he had an interception last week or something like that. Uh, they got a tough matchup going against a very hot Baltimore team who came off a crazy win. Um, but hey, Green Williams up. played well too. I want to shout out him. He played really yeah, well. Yeah, shout out him. Um, but hey, two Super Bowl contenders, man. Both these teams, um, I would love to see them match up again in the playoffs. I think that'd be awesome. But yeah, yeah what a game. This was they're, awesome. They're two of Madden's darlings in it when it comes to simulation. But yeah, uh, for sure. I got a question for you. I saw this. Uh, someone brought it up on TikTok. Uh, is OBJ even a top 20 wide receiver at this point? I don't think so. Fantasy wise or just in general? No, no, no. Of like... In general. In general? Oh, in general. Sure. Both. <laughs> I say neither. Neither, no, no, and neither. I think I say, Jarvis yeah, Landry. I say no. I think I, think I might take Jarvis like Landry at this point. Yeah, it just seems I, like we don't know until he leaves the situation. I, at the way Jarvis Landry is playing, I'd rather have Jarvis Landry uh, than OBJ. I just don't think him and Baker have good chemistry. I, I think Odell still has. 
Yeah, it's forced. Odell still has the talent. I mean, he had a great catch in this game that just reminds you of, you know, you know, the guy that he can be and he used to be. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck. I don't want to do it right now. There's so many guys, but yeah, I, I could probably, could probably definitely, we'll have to do like, we'll have to like actually prepare for that. But I definitely think we can, ne- we would definitely list 20 receivers. We'd much rather have an Odell, I think for sure. So yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like, I, I just think it's more of, chem- more of lack of chemistry than a lack of skill. Like Debo Samuel, Tyler Lockett. Um, I mean, obviously- Adams, Hopkins, Hill, you know, Diggs, AJ Brown, uh, McLaurin, uh, Metcalf, you know, looks like six or seven right there. You take Emmanuel Sanders at this point, the way he's been playing? Mike yeah, Williams, Keenan I Allen. think, over him? Um, 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 who else? I'm blanking. I'm like, uh, uh, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, uh, Mike, Mike Evans. Evans yeah. Uh, Cup, Cup, Woods. Cup, Woods. Um, so Metcalf and Lockett. You're taking the Hopkins. I take Debo over him at this point. Fuck you. Um, yeah, I take Michael Thomas if he's healthy. I'm taking um, DJ Moore, Ridley, um, Ridley, Ridley. I'm taking Ridley. I'm taking AJ Brown, like you said. I think you said Julio. Yeah. If Julio's healthy, um, I think we go on and on. It's just he's not the guy that we 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 knew him as, and the guy. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it, it's tough, but. I, I hope he, I I like OB. I root for OBJ. I, it's just it's just tough that he's gotten to the point where yeah we can list all these receivers and uh, you'd yeah. much rather have them than o- Odell. It is tough, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll ho- let's hope they can figure it out because I think they really they really need a, a Landry replacement. And it should be Odell, but it just, it just hasn't happened. Uh, we'll take a little moment of silence. Uh, I'll shot, flash on the screen. Jose texting rant text about how great the Cowboys are. our group chat uh for this next game so <laughs> there we go obviously jose uh going crazy for these boys because they are firing all cylinders they got a passing game that's one of the best in the league they got a running game that's one of the best in the league as well uh going against a giants team that was just banged up i mean we saw saquon barkley go down with an injury we saw daniel jones go down with a concussion um we did see though Kadarius tony uh looking like a human joystick out there uh, i want to ask what you think carson uh, he was getting memed on. I even memed on him because I saw it in the, uh, on an Instagram thing about how he had negative two yards through two weeks. Uh, is do you think he can solidify himself as the best receiver on this team the way Galladay's been playing? Oh, for sure. I mean, like you know, he was someone that I think uh, was a massive head scratcher. Um, when, you know, when the draft was happening, but he balled out, man. I mean, you know, that clip went around of you know hit you know with digs on him, and he just absolutely you know destroyed him with this crazy route yeah he popped off man he looked really 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 good um definitely could you know for sure be uh the best receiver uh on this team um but it the giants man they, they just got decimated this game i mean daniel jones had a terrible concussion saquon's ankles all messed up uh tony yeah tony was really the one the only bright spot he was the only positive from this game but i will say uh you know Devonte Devonte booker Definitely a, a must add uh, waiver wire pickup. You know, while Saquon's out, he should be, you know, a low end RB2, you know, a flex option. Um, yeah. But yeah, Giants, just tough for the Giants. They got absolutely decimated. But yeah, the Dallas is legit, man. They, and they're taking care of business. I, you know, I, I still have that Dallas thing. And, you know, when I see them playing the Giants, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, you know, Giants can pull something out, blah, blah, blah. But, no man, they're taking care of business. They're being the they're being the bad teams that normally they would probably like make it close, like in years past. But yeah, they're looking nice, man. I can't even lie; they look legit. Yeah, I. It's hard to see me see them lose against the Patriots or the Vikings or the Broncos or the Falcons. The where the Chiefs have been playing, they could pull something off. Uh, the Raiders. They oh, could easily! Handle. I could easily see them beating the Chiefs. The, yeah, uh, the Saints. That will be a tough game for them. It can go either way. Should beat Washington yeah. both games. Should beat the Giants again. The Cardinals, they could realistically lose maybe three games the rest of the season. And no, for real. I mean, though, yeah, the only ones I see that, yeah, Cardinals, Cardinals, Saints, Chiefs, really. I think every other team, every other team they should beat. Yeah, and you got you got throwing like one in there for like random reasons. Yeah, like, exactly. So let's say 13 four and losses. Four. Yeah. 
thirteen four or uh, twelve and five. I think they win this division head. The way things have been going, God forbid anything happens to any of those great players on Dallas. But um, yeah, just gotta stay healthy, man. Because yeah, they, it's their division to lose because they're they're hey, Digs another interception. Obviously, we know what Jose's opinion is on that. Um, great player. He changes momentum the game. Micah Parsons leading this team in tackles, showing that he's fighting for that rookie defensive rookie of the year, and he might very well get it. But another game that went, got the over that I was looking for, but red flags up in Kansas City, um, despite, you know, tons of delay setting off that momentum of the Buffalo Bills. It didn't stop them from continuing the role in this game. Was able to beat the uh, defending AFC champions, Buff, I mean, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Bills came out 38-20 in this game. Is it a power shift in the conference right now? Man, I, I think so. You know, I don't want to write off Kansas City. You can't write off Kansas City just because they, the, they have the championship DNA. They have Mahomes and Reed. But, you know, this Bills team, I, you know, I was, I was really interested to see you know, because the Bills have been dominating, but they've been dominating against bad teams, and they dominated this game, man. I mean, you know, even you know, even with the Chiefs, they got a lucky delay of game where they're able to you know regroup, you know, game plan again, and it didn't even matter because Buffalo came in after that and just handled business. Allen was throwing frozen ropes all over the field. Um, he looked fantastic. Um, and their defense, their defense was legit, man. I mean, two picks, a pick six, they're all over, man. I mean, the Bills look really, really, really scary, and they're they're hitting their stride. And I think like this is, you know, such a, a such a good confidence. I mean, when you're able to, to demolish the Chiefs like that, you know, regardless of how bad their defense is, it's such a big confidence booster. And yeah, they look scary. Hey, Dawson Knox, man, is legit. He's legit. Yeah. He's legit. But it's crazy to see Buffalo had half the completions less than half the completions and had more yardage than this kansas city chiefs team it was ridiculous to see uh, i don't care if mccall harbin had nine catches i hate mccall harbin mahomes, mahomes is your leading rusher at sketch and we're seeing clyde edwards alaire is going to be out for a time uh that means daryl williams will step in as this running back um as much as this team doesn't even use a running back so you might not even want to touch him um, yeah, think, but he is worth a waiver wire pickup just because he's worth, especially with bye weeks coming up. I can see that, but uh, otherwise, yeah. red flags up in Kansas City. They will be going up against um, the Washington football team, which they need to win that game. If they go tw- two and four, it's going to be really concerning out there because <laughs> um, then they got the Titans who Derrick Henry could just go off and destroy them. They got the Packers after the Giants. They got the Cowboys. They got the Chargers again. They got Steelers. It looks scary. I mean, they should, if they don't make the playoffs, like I, I don't, I'm not counting them. They're, they should make the wild card. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. They should still make the playoffs. I'm not I'm selling not stock them like as that. a playoff team. I just doubt them as the dominant, you know, Super Bowl contender that we all believe. I think they've got some rust on them. I think that's what I'll, I'll stick with that right now. But um, yeah, to be fair, the Chiefs have you know, a problem that a lot of great teams have is that like when anyone plays the Chiefs, like that's the game you mark on your calendar and you throw the whole kitchen sink into the game against the Chiefs. Like they they get everyone's best, and I think that that, that definitely hurts them because you know, but, uh, they, yeah. yeah, two of the best quarterbacks obviously in this matchup. We got the Bills with Josh Allen and the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, but a guy that just gets hated on so much. That's Lamar Jackson, baby. For no Carson, reason, man. Take For it away. For no reason. Take it away. Man, oh, my God. I mean, first of all, can't pass. 37 of 43. He had six incompletions, six. 442 yards, four touchdowns. His best passing game, for sure. And, and against not a fluky defense. I mean, the Colts have – Real player. They have real studs on their defense. This is above, at least above average defense. And he was carving them up. He was carving them up. You know, he struggled in the first half. But you know what? Came out of halftime, showed he showed so much poise coming out from, you know, out of halftime. He was, you know, took his time in the pocket. You know, I think that's a massive criticism that everyone hates on him for is, you know, as soon as, you know, his first, second option isn't there, he's out. He's gone. He's scrambling. 
but he shows so much poise in the pocket, stayed in there, and, you know, Andrews, Marquise Brown definitely benefited from that. They had monster, monster games, and he just, you know, looked fantastic, man. I'm so proud of Lamar. I, I'm so happy for him, and to me, I don't think he's going to win it. I think it's probably going to be Herbert or Josh Allen, but, you know, he's my MVP so far. The fact that the Ravens have been decimated with injuries, and he is single-handed. Him, you know, him and Clayus Campbell are single-handedly, you know, you know, keeping them, uh, you know, they are the anchors of their of their respective sides, and he's has to be the MVP considering what they've been through this year. He he was so awesome, man. I mean, to be fair, they got lucky with that that lateral that uh, you know, that illegal forward pass. That was, I don't know what the I don't know what the rest were thinking. I, I mean, but still. Awesome to see from Lamar, man. What about you? I, I, I could talk about Lamar's performance all day. It was, it was so awesome to watch. Yeah, I think it was the greatest, uh, the highest pass completion percentage by a quarterback throwing 40-plus times in a game in NFL history. I think it was 83%. That's some Drew Brees shit. Like, shout-out, Lamar. Um, Marquise Brown, he's a he's a fantasy guy that you can trust now. I, it looks It looks to be that way. It looks to be that yeah, way. Yeah, he has enough of a sample size. Like, he's been consistent all year. And for as much as we pray, I know Carson especially praised that boy, Michael Pittman Jr. That moss was so tight. Went up on, like, two dudes, caught it, pass interference on him, and he still scored the touchdown. That's just crazy to see. Um, otherwise, I mean, Wentz, he did his best in this game. I think it's a good sign to see. Uh, the Colts are the best one-in-four team in the league. No doubt about yeah. it. They're, yeah. It's just bad beat after bad beat with them. Um, they they played they played a lot of tough teams. They got they got a shitty card when their schedule came out. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm looking to see Rashad Bateman finally get involved in this team. I know he just came off the injured reserve, but I want to see him get you know get those catches that Devin Duvernay is getting and all those other guys. I'd love to see him get more involved there. Otherwise, yeah, perfect timing. I mean, coming off Lamar's best game, he's getting another weapon in there. Uh, it's couldn't have been better timing for Lamar to you know get Bateman back because we're both really excited for Bateman. Yeah, but um, you know, if it wasn't for a blown coverage by Baltimore in that game versus the Raiders, they'd be five and zero. That's just crazy to think about. Uh, I, I thought they were like three and two to be honest. I, I looked at this, I was like, they're four and one. I thought they were like three and two. Well, but, they um, should have lost. They should have lost that Chiefs game. To be fair. Yeah, but um, otherwise, just just a crazy, crazy, crazy week of football. Uh, hey man, if you if you had a Monday, if you needed a Monday night miracle, that miracle came in crazy. I mean, dude, we had Lamar, Lamar Andrews, Brown, we had Taylor. I think three all guys over 40. 40. Wait, so oh, no. Lamar had forty. Andrews, Brown, maybe not Brown, maybe not Brown, but all those other dudes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Brown didn't have forty, but uh, they all had at least over thirty. Like thirty like five, thirty five. Yeah, I think. Um, all which leads us nuclear. It's crazy to think Lamar didn't even finish his quarterback one, which is a great segue into our fantasy team of the week. Uh, we got yep. Justin Herbert with forty two point eight two points in his game uh, versus the Browns. Just an offensive firepower. Um, looking at, I mean, I'm just gonna the side's up in the running backs. A running back didn't finish in the second slot. That was Mark Andrews, of all people, uh, finishing in the top um, in regards to tight ends with his 41.7 points on 11 for 147 and two touchdowns. As much as I've been bashing him, uh, he came out and he showed out, which is good to see uh, from a player like him. Uh, but looking at the running backs, though, Austin Eckler, my man's uh, 32.9 points again in that uh, huge game against the Browns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, despite no losing effort, was able to bring in um, 31.9, tied with Miles Gaskin uh, of the Miami Dolphins. Um, looking at wide receivers, no other than the man himself, Devontae Adams, with 37 and a half, uh, going up against, uh, beating on that old uh, Bengals secondary. Um, Mike Williams, 36.5, uh, going up against, again, that Browns game, just a lot of fancy guys in both these games, huge fancy performers. Um, it's crazy to think. Three of the top four fantasy players this week were quarterbacks that just absolutely slung the ball. Uh, Brady, yeah. Lamar, and uh, Herbert. But um, going into that uh, tight end position, obviously, Andrews, like I mentioned, uh, the flex, we got Marquise Brown with 33 and a half. Um, 
And then looking over at the defense, uh, we got the Bills uh, dominating performance against the Chiefs. Uh, pick six thrown in there as well. And then Nick Folk uh, for the uh, New England Patriots uh, with 17 points. Uh, probably a really high total. Uh, we'll, we'll flash it on the screen, but another week of football. Happy to see it. And we're happy for you guys. Lock in your bets with us this week. Uh, we've proven that we can give you guys reliable picks. And, um, you know, if we fail this week, you know, I'll bite the bullet. But we've been running it really well recently. Uh, don't want to jinx ourselves. Knock on wood. Week one was a fluke. Week one was a fluke. Uh, we got some good bets coming in this week, which you guys should see uh, by the time of this posting. But uh, I think right now I got to tune in. I don't know the exact score. Uh, of, it's 2 nothing oh, right now. 2 nothing. who? Dodgers. Man, as soon as I saw the disc, we're starting Discofani, I'm like, we're fucked. He's been awful. He's been awful the last, like, you know, month or he so. He was good to start the season. If I he do was really good to start the season, but his second half. Oh, we took him out. We already took him out. Yeah, we already got him out. We're already, we're already on our fourth reliever. Oh, but uh, we'll get into f- baseball uh, after the end of these uh, NLDS, but I mean, NLDS, ALDS, but. Without further ado, this has been Coast Coast Podcast. Signing out. Peace. Peace.